it, I find it really impressive that you, you took the time to, you know, take your new home, your new Frasier identity, mm-hmm. and, you know, get yourself sound clips from Frasier because, you know, I wanted you to also feel at home. I grabbed a choice Frasier sound clip. I wish I would have grabbed the song, but I grabbed one of my favorite lines of all time. So Uh, that's a very classy joke, John. Of course, me as a Fraser, a Fraserman, I, I, I appreci- appreciate class now much more. You know, I don't like Chardonnay. I don't like Merlot. Any sort of those basic wines, get them away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, only the finest uh, coffee roasters. I don't know uh, if you guys have it down there in California, oh. <laughs> but. Uh, um, Not even uh, a fucking week. up here we have something, a little something called a Starbucks. <laughs> nah, I've not heard of that mom and pop joint. Please don't. Yeah. About it. Oh, I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's a very exclusive local chain started uh, here in, uh, you know, the, the, the Seattle area. And, um, you know, I don't know, you know, if you're lucky, maybe someday you'll get one or two of them. Pop saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. I ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop saga. Hello and welcome to Pop Saga, where we have hot takes on hot steaks. You like sirloin? You're wrong. This week we have a need, a need to rapidly advance in cool-ass movie vehicles. That's right, we are ranking our favorite movie land vehicles, have wheels, legs, and travel on the ground. Maybe you're on the list, maybe you're not. We'll find out. I'm John Key Bandit, who's both eastbound and down, and as always, I'm joined by Forrest Danger, American Jaeger bomb-drinking fighting robot who is punching at the air for getting in his way. <laughs> How you doing, Forrest Danger? I'm doing great. That's fantastic. I, You saying that just made me realize that I forgot to include any sort of mech <laughs> in my list. I thought that's where you were going when I I read, you know, a little inside Pop Saga Ball. Um, I read the description for this one. I was like, oh, legs. <laughs> and then it made my brain go, there's a whole new world of land vehicles to pick from. Oh, man. Do I pick RoboJocks or Real Steel? Yeah, Whatever you know, I was actually work. thinking, well, no, you mm. can't do real steel because yeah, real I know, steel is not a count. vehicle. Yeah, I yeah, know. I just, it was the two robot things that I yeah. got up. Yeah. Even Calm though. Down. Calm down. Pacific <laughs> Rim is the one you just talked about. Yeah, no, I know. I know, but I didn't want to say that one because oh, I, I already see. talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. I, look, I understand you're in spider season now. You got to calm down. You got to calm down. Listen, I, there's spiders around every corner. It's terrifying. Yeah, no, that sounds scary as shit. Yep. Uh, that's a big, that, that's <laughs> scary as shit. Boom, boom. There's spiders raining. <laughs> there's spiders everywhere. <laughs> and not the spider's man that you would hope. 
Uh, I mean, would you want it raining Spider-Man too? I I'd be against that. It, just as long, I mean, I would I would want that as long as I we could guarantee that Titus would show up and so- sing his song about how there's too many Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, we're at it again. Now with 50% more Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. Same time, I don't like regular rain. So I think anything heavier than regular rain, I'm avoiding. Titus, Andromedon, or not. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. You know me, though. I'm only happy when it rains. Oh, no. All right. Well, good night, everybody. And here, I'll even edit quicker. Oh, I forget. That's oh, actually yeah. not as fast as I'd like it to be. I need to yeah, make but... it faster. We just need to isolate that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll work on that. <laughs> it's, it's iconic enough, thanks to Burton M6. But, yep. um... Yeah, we're talking about top 10, at least to us, movie land vehicles. And as you said, it can be, as long as it's a ground base, if its main purpose is to travel along the ground, then it's fair game. Um, But we did constrain ourselves a little bit and say that only one Batmobile can be present. I think it can that's only fair. be based on movies that have a wide release. No, like TV movies don't count, and mm. TV shows don't count. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you say, "Why isn't Kit from Knight Rider in there?" That's why he can't. Mm. He can't be in there. Why is the A Team van not there? The A Team van is great, dude, but it can't be in there because it's yeah. TV. Though there was that A-Team movie. Right. And if you wanted to pick the van in that, you could. I don't know why you would. But you could. You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. And uh, we also said no cartoons. because That's correct. That would have just... I, I think that would have broke us. Yep. <laughs> I just would be like, well, no cartoons either. I gotta add this. Like, I, it would just be Akira bikes and everything else, you know? Be like, yeah, that bike's cool. <laughs> just That's one through ten. Akira bikes. Yeah. Um, my number seven, the bike from Akira. Canadian yeah. bike. Number six, Canadian bike. Yeah, number five. This is going to be controversial. It is Canada's bike. <laughs> um, I thought it held a really good part and um, when it would ride around and i enjoyed it so number five canada's bike so there you go canada's bike yeah so uh, some rules some boundaries and um i don't know about forest but this was way harder than i initially thought it would be yeah i so i came up with this list thinking oh it's a cinch it'll be easy i'll be able to like generate it in like 10 minutes no problem but to me, this has been the hardest one yet. Yeah. Because you just keep thinking about, like, cool movie vehicles. Like, things that happen, and then it can go anywhere. There there are things... I've been talking to people about this. And I've mentioned stuff, and they're like, Oh, well, how about this? I was like, fuck, I didn't even think about that. And that shit's dope. 
Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to pare down my list to 10, but I, I feel confident with my list. Um, and I feel confident that the uh, people will like my list too. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, I had, uh, I think around 20 or 20, uh, over 20, uh, options. And I had to pare that down to 10 and, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm glad to hear that you have confidence in your list. I don't have as much confidence. Yeah. I your list, huh? Absolutely. I'm I'm looking at it. I'm second guessing it at every turn, especially now that mechs are <laughs> running. You're just gonna be like, mm, let me let me erase this number uh, six real quick. I think. I mean, yeah. I think someone, some of these may not have made it, but you know what? I am. You know, I'm making a rule for myself. The list I had before we hit record is the list I'm gonna read on air. Yep, um, that sounds good. Because that's what's fair. That's what's fair to the people. It's what's mm-hmm. fair to you. And yep. uh, that's Thank what I'm you. all about. You know, Perfect. on that topic, I just want to say, hmm. I kind of want to apologize for the last two <laughs> episodes from my from my end. Not from your end, of course. But I was moving. It was very stressful. Not an excuse. Just a give you a little context to the story. And there hmm. was some, especially that last episode, there were a lot of extra little sounds and little mic bumps and stuff. I was in a very small closet. Yep. It's the only place in my apartment that could wasn't super echoey. And uh uh, you know, I was sweating bullets and I was, you know, on very little sleep. And uh I think not necessarily uh, episode three, because I think episode three got I think I gave that plenty of slack, even though there was a lot of weird sounds on that one. Mm. But I think the X Men cartoon <laughs> It definitely was at the height of my exhaustion, and uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe we, I wasn't super fair to that show. No, no, this is no take backsies. Okay. No, you, you, in fact, you being so fatigued, you were like a raw nerve where the real force could be unleashed <laughs> and let his hate flow and understand that that show is kind of garbage. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of okay. garbage. I mean, just remember. They stole their theme song, dude. They stole their theme song. So, like, no, we we showed that show who's boss. Yeah, and I'm I'm proud of the hate that flew from that episode. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going go- to I'm call to you Darth Hater. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and it wasn't a very popular episode, and I'm I'm telling myself. Well, because that's just downloads. People don't know how negative we are until they downloaded it. So I'm just going to tell myself that's because people are, our listenership, our, our, the people, the few people who actually listen to this podcast, and I want to say appreciate every last one of you, please come back. Um, but, yeah, we, lo- uh, we, we lost my wife. Really? <laughs> she's, she, she's so far behind. I don't think she'll ever catch up. And if she hears this, uh, okay. She could talk to me about it and uh, okay. tell me I'm wrong. But, uh, you know, that was it. Uh, my litmus test. So I don't know actually how angry that X-Men episode really is. Because she might come to me like, you guys are pretty unfair. It's not that bad. That <laughs> part where Wolverine cuts a turkey leg off with his claws is pretty cool. And I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. maybe you're right. 
Maybe I, I um. <laughs> I. I think at one point during that episode, I called the show unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, baby. Which is cruel to people who like it, but I, I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to, to put that out there. Because I listened to the episodes and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> oh man, who's this forest guy? He's such an yeah. asshole. <laughs> I, hope exactly. he moves to, I hope he moves to some place as a spider season. <laughs> He moves right into smack dab into the middle of spider season. <laughs> oh, that's right. Bad, uh, bad Mexican food and spider season. Hooray! <laughs> I'm winning friends already in yeah. this area. Yeah, well, you know, you're not there to make friends. You're there that's to right. get results. If friends I'm happen, there. they happen. That's right. I'm here to drink coffee and kill spiders. <laughs> Good, because you have no choice. <laughs> That's right, Frasier 2. Not only are they having the reboot, but Frasier, the, not only is the, uh, you knew about that, right? They're coming out with a Frasier reboot? No! I they mean, are, and no. nobody else is involved except Kelsey Grimmer. Uh, no Niles. Uh, well. No The Rest. Yeah. Oh, Really? Yeah. What's it what's it gonna be? Like him just like I, working at a Starbucks? I hope I don't know. I don't know, but I do hope they they go prestige television on it and instead of giving us like just the same sort of sitcom with different supporting characters, mm. it's like a really gritty oh. <laughs> like a really depressing maybe it's like a crime drama like Fraser gets it. Uh, accused of murder <laughs> yes, oh, fugitive style dope. clear oh. his name or what if it's like like Dexter because didn't Dexter move up there Ooh. too <laughs> right <laughs> but it's just, over. yeah it's just like Frasier but like Frasier's the one murdering people and then Dexter's oh going to try God. to kill Frasier <laughs> yeah. oh I like this I like this I want to I gotta write some uh I write some fiction. Yeah. Some, Get some spec scripts into Kelsey. Yeah, We're on a first name basis. I'm up. Yeah. I'm. I'm up in the Pacific Northwest, so now I can. You know, me and Kelsey are on a first name basis. Yeah, I'm sure he's like at the. Oh my god. Yeah. See there. He <laughs> I is, have right him there. here. He's right there. He only says one thing. Uh, it's after he fell off the stage. Is there a point to this story looming somewhere on the horizon? Okay. All right. I'll shut up. Should we get started? <laughs> oh my god. He's so excited about us getting started. Oh no! All right, let's 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 get started before Kelsey gets pissed. Okay, so, so go ahead. No, I was just gonna reiterate: top ten movie land vehicles. No cartoons has to be on the ground. No TV movies. No TV shows. That's why we have movie in the title, or no TV movies as well. And it's from our uh, our top ten. And uh, yeah. We normally caveat that, obviously, this is our top ten. You know, everyone will have their own take on it. I'll be interested in hearing uh, what other people might think. Not actually. And then that way we can go from there. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, like, pile onto that caveat. I'm going to say, I do, I would love to hear people's top ten vehicles. Just because this was so difficult for me, I would love to see other people go through this difficulty <laughs> i would love to see if it i mean or if it's even hard for other people maybe it's easy 
I don't know, uh, but for, I would I would uh, be interested. Forest views do not represent Pop Saga's incorporated <laughs> as an entity. Does not reflect the fact that John feels very confident in his list because he enjoys these things. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I uh, I suppose that's true, uh, uh, and that's fine. That's that that that's totally fine as well. Um, so yeah, let's um let's dive right in. All right. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? What do you want to do? Let's, uh, let's see. So if, if people don't remember this from last time, we, what we'll do is whoever goes first, um, uh, we'll alternate basically. Yes. Back and forth between, uh, us and we have not seen our lists our each other's lists before, mm -hmm. uh, the recording. So it'll be a surprise to you and it'll be a surprise to us. So, without further ado, let us get in. Let's. How about John? You go first and give me your number ten coolest land vehicle of all time movie based. I have worked that out. Just go ahead. Yeah, it's fine. I'm figure by the time we get to one, we'll have it down packed. Yeah, <laughs> sure. My number 10, I did that all out of order. I was supposed to go, my number 10, I pushed the button. Anyway, my number 10 <laughs> is probably already not really a cheat, but out of left field. Ooh. The, the Mach 5 from Speed Racer, the movie. Wow. Very cool. I love, love, love the look of the Mach 5 from the cartoon even the, the kind of crappy 90s cartoon they brought out of it. <laughs> I, you know, I enjoy the theme song, everything about it. And I'm probably one of the few people who really enjoyed Speed Racer, the movie. It was just such a, like, a visual, like, cornucopia of crazy races. And they truly, I felt, brought the Mach 5 alive. Well, that is super cool. Um... I think you'll be happy to know that Speed Racer has enjoyed a bit of a renaissance as of late. Excellent. With uh, the appreciation for that movie has gone through the roof. Awesome. Um, Finally. I don't. I still don't get it. That movie is bad. But uh, <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> but uh, I. I mean, but I don't begrudge people for liking it. Uh, it wasn't for me, but I think if you like. I think part of that probably is because while I watched a lot of Speed Racer growing up, mm. I don't, I didn't watch it. I don't think enough for it to have that kind of affection for me. But I know it kind of got panned when it came out, and I'm kind of a fan of of movies earning like their place in people's pantheons and like opinions on them changing changing over time. So I'm into it. I like that there are people coming back to that movie and supporting it finally, and, and it's it's enjoying sort of like a second uh, life. It's not for me, but I like that people like it. Let, let me be fair, though. The cartoon, even the old school one, isn't that uh, great. Let's say it has a very X-Men quality to it, though I would still watch <laughs> it over the X-Men. But... Oh, man. But the <laughs> just even now, <laughs> X Men is getting grabbed on. Yeah, I'm gonna. To be honest, somehow I'm gonna carry this through the year. 
I'm every day, <laughs> every time, every episode. Um, but the Mach Five is such an iconic car that the finally bringing it to the like movie realm and doing mm-hmm. such an awesome job with it, and I just love how it looks. And I'll, I'll kind of give you my my thought on my whole list was I felt like they had to have like the car didn't have to necessarily be like the main plot to it or the vehicle didn't have to be the main plot to it but I felt like it had to it had to have its place like for example I love the movie Ronin I love the car chase in Ronin that Audi made me want to buy an Audi but I'm not going to include that Audi on this list one, it's just an Audi. And two, while it's a cool car chase, it had really nothing to do with, like, um, like a, no pun intended, driving force for the movie. So that's kind of how I formed my list, was thinking more along the lines of how important the vehicle was. Not necessarily to the plot, but, like, how it melded, you know, in this case, man and machine. So that's why I, it was just easy to go, oh, yeah, I love the Mach 5. It was in the live-action Speed Racer. Boom, done. There you go. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Um, All right, what's your 10? All right, so my number 10 movie land vehicles of all time is the 1985 Modena GT Spider disguised as a 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That, so, I said a lot of words and, and numbers just now, and in case anybody's confused, um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off did not have a huge budget, so they couldn't afford an actually ni- an actual 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California, so yeah. they modified another car that was more contemporary, that was cheaper, to look like one. And uh, that's the one that Ferris Bueller and his friends tooled around Chicago and and eventually wrecked and I used to watch that movie a lot growing up and that car was like I was like I want that car one day it was not till I was older that I realized that it was not actually the car that I was lusting after it was some sort of uh sort of Frankenstein's monster of a car but nonetheless it made a huge impression on me so that gets the number 10 spot on my top 10 Land vehicles of all time. I mean, I was going to rag on it, but I won't. I think that's a good call. I think that's a good <laughs> call. You. All right, yeah. Uh, what's your uh, What's your number nine? So we're moving down to number nine. And so on my number nine, here is a movie that I've never seen. But oh, I've no. seen the car quite a oh. bit. Oh, no. And it's a car I love. Okay. And that's the 1968 Ford Mustang Fastback from the movie Bullet takes place in your backyard and um it's green which is another big plus to me and the 1968 ford uh the mustang fastback is one of the coolest looking cars ever so but you've never seen it the movie bullet no holy shit dude you need to watch that movie i'm sure you're right i know i know i'm right i know i'm right yeah like it's i know you're right too yeah, I mean, the plot, it's, like, you know, it's pretty basic, but th- that car chase is insane. 
And if you're a fan of cars and you want to see them like literally ripping up and down the hills of San Francisco, at least watch that. At least yeah. watch that. It is so good. It's so enjoyable. You know, his name is spelt a little different than regular bullet. It's it, it's <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. I see yeah. where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, even though, I mean, I've seen, because I've seen that scene so many times, uh, because it's such a famous car scene from a movie, and uh, I just love that vintage Mustang. It just is one of the coolest cars ever, and the fact that it's green, and the fact that it's involved in an awesome movie, Chase, just definitely deserves a spot on my list. But, John, let's hear about your number nine. Well... My number nine is from a movie I have seen um, called, it's a little movie, and I kind of hinted at it through the title, Pacific Rim. Mm. And I'm going, though I don't like the name, I'm going with the Gypsy Danger. Yeah, the original Gypsy Danger with all its weird, like, that weird collar it has. Yeah, the weird collar, that kind of like arc reactor chest, the fact that like, you know, cool little beams that would pump out, like the you know, the hands flipping around and the swords and stuff. I I just I I dig it. It's like to me it felt like that was whoever was designing the Jaegers put a lot of love in that one and then that the one from Australia that I can't remember something striker. I think, um, I love all the, the, the robots in Pacific Rim, but if I had to pick like a tent pole one that like I would own toy wise, it's the gypsy danger. Not yeah. even the Avenger, not the one from that. The second one we don't talk about, but the original Charlie Dunham vehicle for whatever that's worth. Canceling the apocalypse, Gypsy Danger. <laughs> I think he he is in the second one too. No, no, he's no, not. no. I've seen the second one. I'm. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of Charlie Day. Yes, I don't he think is in, in the second one. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I was not thinking of the right Charlie. Yeah, you're close enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, it'd be different if you were like, yeah, you know, like Ken Shamrock in the second one. <laughs> he wasn't even in the first. Why? Why Ken Shamrock? I don't know. It's just a name. I figured I'd throw it out. <laughs> why not? Fair enough. Yeah. Why? Why isn't he in it? Why isn't he doing an arm bar against this robot you're talking about? A little size difference. Why don't they just make Ken Shamrock bigger? Yeah, that's what they should have think... done in the first place. When he, he, when uh, they saw that aliens were coming through a rift in the Mariana Trench, they should have even bigged Ken Shamrock. Oh no! I was thinking Kim Shamrock comes through the riff as oh, one shit. of the kaiju, but he's just like wearing <laughs> his red trunks, and he's just like ah! And then it's just and like have MMA to, like, fight. You have to embiggen Triple H to uh, sure, him. sure, like Dan Severin or any old UFC person. Remember, Kim Shamrock used to get in the shit. Before yeah, I, I mean, I know, but he, yeah, yeah. he I know him best from his uh, stint in the WWE. No, yeah, fair enough. But he's not in either movie, so folks, don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> no Ken Shamrock in these movies. Stop asking. Yeah, yeah stop asking for him to be in movies. It's not going to happen. Don't ask well, me why. What a... 
but what anyway. about uh, your number eight, John? All right, my number eight. Now, this is probably, this is where it's going to get controversial already. Oh, boy. 1959, Cadillac Miller Meteor Futura Duplex, also known as the Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. Wow. That is low on your list. I mean, it's still in my top ten. It's not like it's in the top 100. Number eight. Yeah, but there are so many more cars that I love that I feel are even more important to the movie than necessarily just like literally a vehicle to get them from point A to point B. I love the Ecto-1. Has such a great look to it. You know, it, it fits within Ghostbusters. I couldn't picture them like getting like, you know, a Mazda MVP or, you know, any other car being the Ghostbusters vehicle of choice but the Ecto-1. But I'm firmly keeping it at number eight. I just have seven other cars that I like a little bit more. Wow. Just a little bit well, more. Yeah, that, I, you know what? I think you're right. I think that's a pretty hot take. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. I know. I'm scared with it. Well, I am worried about my number eight. I All right. believe it will make you upset. Okay. So just guilt yourself for this. Um, I'm already my number mad. eight. Yep. I'm already gritting, <laughs> I'm already gritting my good. teeth. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. My number eight. <laughs> 1973 XB GT Ford Falcon Interceptor from Mad Max. You're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> you are out of your mind. Number eight, the goddamn V8 Interceptor. <laughs> One of the greatest cars ever made for the movie. Just wait to hear what's number seven. What's one, uh, one space ahead of it? Oh my god. What a oh god. Oh. This is Ugh. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. I know. I don't even know I can do this anymore. I feel hey, I feel but, sick. Hey, like you said, like you said, it's on the top ten. There were no, no, plenty of you, things that were cut in its but place. You, but your list is wrong. You see, oh my god, I feel sick. I feel like I just ate a cigar. <laughs> Oh. Fantastic! Yeah, oh, oh, my oh my god! Well, I oh let's god. not let's not delay. Yeah, just get right into it. Number let's seven get to number seven. Number seven is Ray's speeder from the you know that movie, <laughs> The Force Awakens. That doesn't count. It floats. Sure, it does. It yeah. floats. Hey, I said on the list, repulsors count. Oh my god! You change the you change the deal. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have prayed that you'd change it. Oh, you put that above the interceptor? Absolutely, John. It's a, here's, it's I'll a tell you big why. razor. It just is turned absolutely on its not side. a big razor. Oh my it god! Is, if anything, oh. it's a double. It is a double sticked fudge sickle. <laughs> so Ray creates a custom swoop, basically. That is one part speeder, and then part she trades with the Tito's. It has a place for her parts. It has a little detachable sled that she can use to slide down the the dunes. It's got a net on it. 
It's got a cool net. You pick, and, uh, you pick the Space V8 Interceptor as your number seven when you had a real post-apocalyptic looking car as your hey. number eight? <laughs> this is madness. This is straight Look, madness. Of ah. all the... It, all the vehicles in the uh, in the sequels, the for me, Ray Speeder is the most iconic, and the fact she, that she makes it herself, and that it's a physical prop, and uh, that it's a it's like a giant engine that she rides on. It's awesome. I love it. I have a Lego thing of it. Uh, I just love it. But, but, but even how but much the, I love it, it's still number seven. But the interceptor actually works. Yeah. I yeah, mean, the thing you just described is a pin. Yeah, well, maybe like what? a little fat sharpie. It's a fat Listen, sharpie. She's driving the a interceptor. Fat they took a, a literal Ford Falcon GT and they pasted like plastic parts on the outside. It looks cool in the movie, but let's not re- pretend like if you drove that around, it wouldn't be the worst car you, can't, you ever drove. But you can't even drive around Ray's. Like, we're talking, we're in movie world, John. You no, know, you go, can't man. be like in real world, but then in movie world. Oh my God, you're crazy. Get out of here. Oh my <laughs> All God. All right, let's hear your number seven. Oh, Jesus. I don't even want to say it now because I'm so upset over your choice. <laughs> Obviously, you're um, one of your choices. There's probably going to be some overlap. I don't feel bad. I, I feel bad for not crapping on your uh, speed racer <laughs> choice now. Oh, 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 totally oh, do, oh wait, race speeder. Wait, well, because Ray's like vehicle, smooth cartoon car is your number ten. Uh, because it looks iconic AF. I guarantee in five <laughs> years, no one's going to remember Ray's speeder, but you, because you have the Yego set. The Mach 5 is the shit, design-wise, and you know it. Ray Speeder <laughs> is just something you had to pick because it was the first... Th- ah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Anyway, my number six, uh, you already mentioned it. It's the 1961 Ferrari from Ferris Bueller. Oh, um, wow. Because I, much like you, I watched that movie okay, wait, almost hold on. religiously. You gotta give me your number seven. Oh, my number seven is, <laughs> sorry, my number seven is the 1961 Ferrari. Okay, thank God, thank yeah. God. I'm, I'm glad we didn't spoil your number six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no worries, no worries. Um, like I said, a lot of the same reasons as you. I love Ferris Bueller. That car is super iconic. When it crashes, every when it falls out of Cameron's house, every time I go, um, the fact is, you know, it is, like you said, there were like, I think, two or three versions of it and they're all like kit cars because Mm -hmm. this actual car is so rare there are like 56 made and i checked to see if one ever sold and one did sell in like 2016 for 17 million dollars so obviously they couldn't afford to (laughs) yeah like like those for that movie yeah like to destroy one like one to get one would be one thing but then to destroy one would have like probably cost more than cost to make the movie um even back then absolutely love it so that's why i didn't rag on your choice because it's even higher on my list yep it is yeah but um but uh let's hear what your number six is yeah well this is another movie i've seen and um i definitely recommend you see it it's the 1968 ford mustang gt from bullet 
Fantastic. Yeah, see, look, there's some sort of agreement. There's some At least common, these co- commonality yeah. here. Yeah, you just had one egregious error, and I'm hopeful. Hopefully, I won't see it further up on your list. Um, but for all the reasons you mentioned, uh, I I love specifically. I love like the Shelby's with the fastbacks and all that. But that era of Mustang always has appealed to me. Not like the 80s era of Mustangs where it's like, I don't know what you are all thinking with this one. Uh, (laughs) Like this, this does not speak power to me. You know, it's like, Um, so a lot for the reasons I also looked up to see how much the car from Bullet cost. um, Because I remember seeing it went to auction and it sold for 3.4 million. So wow, we got very expensive taster. Very expensive tastes. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, well, that's fantastic. My number six. Yes, is I'm, I'm ready. Ready to get mad. Er. <laughs> My number six is the 1963 Aston Martin DB5 from James Bond. Specifically, that car. Bond's had a lot of cars, yep, but yep. that car in in particular is going to make my top 10 at number six i love the look it's elegant lines i mean aston it's an aston martin for god's sakes yeah and i think go ahead no i was gonna say it's really hard to hate on that classic and it's easy when you see a lot of the cars bond has had even some of the newer aston martins you're like yeah that's cool but it's not like db5 cool it's, that is the iconic James Bond car. They brought it back for one of the newer movies for that reason. And uh, all the gadgets make it even cooler. And, uh, you know, it's just the height. For me, it's the height of Aston Martin design. Uh, love those side view mirrors that are mounted on the hood, you know, in front of the, the, uh, the driver window. Just a, an incredible grill and the swooping lines and the s- sculptural curves of that car make it a beautiful car. And the fact that it is loaded with awesome spy gadgets make it even cooler. So that's why it has earned the number six spot on my list. Not, but no argument for me. That's well. That's this time. fantastic. I bet it's even higher on your list. But we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Number five, let's just scoot right to the top five. Now we are in the end game, Tony, because yeah. we're in the top half or bottom half, wherever, however your list is sorted. But this is the best. The top five is the creme de la creme. So let's kick it off with number five. My number five is the X34. Land speeder from New Hope Luke's ride with all the little panels busted off and you know it's just like a looks like a weird bar of soap with some turbines on back but man that caught my imagination as a kid and you know as a kid when you watch Star Wars you're like that thing's hovering and nothing you will ever say will change my mind because it's a real hover vehicle and that's it but man was that one of the most iconic uh, vehicles of star wars and i love it so luke's x34 land speeder from star wars the motion picture or a new hope whatever you prefer yeah new hope um just easier that way 
Sure. Yeah, like, you know, like, if you try the... I, I mean, I know what you're saying, because I can translate it, but you, you do that with other people, it'll be like, which one? Which right. motion picture? There are nine of them. Yep. And you'd be like, oh, well, there's really six. And they're going to be like, what do you mean there's six? Well, you know, there's, you know, the, the original trilogy and then the sequel trilogy. Oh, you're forgetting <laughs> the prequels? Forgetting what now? What, eh? what do you mean? Um, uh, You know... I didn't listen to the repulsor part because that definitely would have added a lot more to my list. Um, so yeah, good call on this one. Um, it's it's one of my favorites. It looks like it belongs in the world. Um, you know, it, it's it, you know it looks like the space pinto for you. Really, <laughs> you know, it's a space Ford Fiesta, but that's why I love it. You know, it's great. Like, I mean, it's really great. It has a lot of character to it and um, is definitely iconic. So I'll give it to you. I'll give it number five, Luke's Landspeeder. Yeah, but what is your number five, John? So because I didn't think of Repulsors, definitely maybe one or two... um, Star Wars vehicles for sure would have appeared on my list, but uh, it, since I didn't, um, I went to the digital realm instead. The digital realm, you ask? I went to the where a person could be in a video game. Well, what what video game? Ready Player One? No, not whatsoever. <laughs> you could have used any because they just use pop culture references in that. Yeah, I'd be like, so oh, the, any I'd be like. Yeah, number five, the uh, Gundam RX-78 in uh, Ready Player One. <laughs> I just, I could have done that. Oh, yeah, that one part where they show up, the Warthog uh, from uh, uh, that video game I don't like. Halo, that's it. Anyway. Ooh, I know a hot take on that one. <laughs> so I went to the digital realm where uh, a young Bruce Boxleiter and... Uh, Kurt Russell, not Kurt Russell, fucking Jeff Bridges, Jesus, <laughs> I am tired, folks. And they look the same back then in the day. That's right, I'm holding by it. I'm picking the light cycle from Tron. Nice. It, it's something I've always wanted as a kid. It's the, to me, you know, obviously, like, you know, Tron Legacy, it was super dope seeing the new updated versions of it. But for me, the classic one always was the one I wanted the way it could take like 90 degree turns and you know all colorful and have that really you know at the time futuristic design it's something like you know I'd be waiting for a bus and be like man if I just had the Tron light cycle I'd be home by now um, I'd cut off that bus and it would explode <laughs> I know I'd be like fuck you 21 Hayes <laughs> so you were late for the last time um, so for me the light cycle you pick any color, it doesn't matter, from uh, the the original one specifically from Tron. That's uh, that's awesome. Great choice. Um, but what about your number four? All right. So this now this, this is going to be controversial. Oh, Maybe not from the, the car I'm going to mention, but it's place on my list. Oh, wow. Let's, let's hear it. I'm calling in my Batmobile. I'm calling it in at number four, and I hate to give it to this guy, but the Batmobile from Batman 89. Whoa. 
I know. I know. I know. I mean, oh it was. Oh, my God. I know, Frazier. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting you're there with him, and I don't mean to spring these on you, but. Yeah, the. I love the Batmobile, you know, and it is truly integral to the character. And if I had to pick a movie one, you know, I, I, I went up against the Tumblr and the uh, BVS and all of, you know, all the different Batmobiles, the iterations, even the 66 one, which has its own charm. I just kept landing on, you know, 89 because it's so iconic. It looks great. For some strange reason, it looks like something Batman would drive. Um, and I just dig almost everything about it. The giant turbine. The thruster out the back. For some strange reason, they had machine guns. All the things. So my number four, the Batmobile from Batman 89. Wow. Um, well, that's a... I mean, I, I to be honest, I think that's a great choice. It's a choice that an attractive, intelligent person would make. Which Thank is you. why my number four is also... <laughs> The 1989 <laughs> Batman Batmobile. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can't believe this happened again. We did it. We did it. Holy shit. Woo. Uh, birds or bees are hanging out with each other. There's harmony <laughs> in the world. Spider season is over in Washington. We have done it. <laughs> we, have, we have met the cord. We've made it. We've found commonality between two of our list at exactly the right spot there can be no disagreements here we are we are one that's right because like you said the tumbler looks like a stealth bomber so that's cool i love it but it's not on the top 10 at least for me not to spoil anything but we can only do one map batmobile and so we know it's not on the top 10 for either of us Mm -hmm. so you know, because it's a cool car for Batman to have, but it's not a Batmobile. Yeah, anyone uh, can own it. Exactly. It was made for the military. It wasn't made... For, they just painted it black for Batman. But the 1989 Batman, even with its... It can't take a corner to save its life. Nah, it needs a hook rope. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a huge detriment. But yeah, seems it is too. iconic as hell. It looks incredible. Yeah. Every Batmobile that precedes it, uh, or sorry, that, that comes after, is a pale imitation, uh, and that's being kind. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is substantial, it's uh, intimidating, and it is uniquely Batman. Mm-hmm. It is an incredible... Uh, it's an incredible movie vehicle, and it, it it deserves to be well in the top five of uh, the list. Yep, easily, easily. So, right. without further ado, that's ex- that was an exciting coincidence. But let us get on to number three, and my number three is the nineteen eighty one DeLorean DMC twelve time machine from Back to the Future. Marty, we're going back to the future in a car made out of tinfoil. Marty! Yes, it was the original aluminum monster. Before the Cybertruck came along with its steel angles, the 
geomet the original geometric car. Well, I don't know. There's been plenty of geometric cars, but it was made out of aluminum, or maybe it was stainless steel as well. Either way, it was an incredible-looking car. Not a good car. I've come to understand later. It was a car that was had a lot of problems and had a very anemic engine. That's probably why it took so long to, for them to get up get to, to 88. <laughs> and even, I think, in the movie, it's a little bit of a joke. But um, but the way that they changed the silhouette with those huge exhaust vents in the back and the all the time circuits and all the, all the... I mean, the fact that it had lightning the plate all over it it had light up strips all over it and then the the wheels created trails of fire i mean suffice it to say like when i was growing up the the back to the future movies were one of my favorite movies and it just made such an incredible impression on me as a kid and uh, you know i think it's why a lot of people from our generation want a delorean even though it is not a great car <laughs> yeah and the one of the i mean I know that Elon Musk is a fan of the Lotus from James Bond, and that's really what inspired the Cybertruck. But I think without De the DeLorean, we wouldn't have things like the Cybertruck. So that's why it gets number three for me, 1981 DeLorean DMC-12. Hey, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. It's a choice. <laughs> Let's hear about your number three, John. Okay. This is why I was so angry before. <laughs> because I need that guzzling. Oh, I need the V8 Interceptor. <laughs> okay. From Mad Max. The Road Warrior. And yeah, subsequent other movies, but really, for me, it's the Road Warrior take on this one, not even the Fury Road one, which has great weathering and stuff like that. But you know, growing up, when I had watched, you know, Mad Max, Road Warrior, Beyond Thunderdome on like KBHK channel forty four out here, you know, that's before I realized that it was a lot bloodier. That car just spoke to me. It sung to me. It looked so cool. I was like, it looked like it could beat the shit out of Kit. It looked fast, and it looked crazy. I love it. You know, I used to do that whole uh, Wasteland Weekend thing, so it just made me fall more in love with the V8 Interceptor. So, that's it. That's my number three. My number three. Um, I guess I'm glad it's on your list. <laughs> I, wish, I wish we could be in harmony here, but I understand you had to put... Ray's speeder on this list. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're yeah. both on the list. They're both very cool. The yeah. the the GT Ford Falcon has never looked better than it does in Mad Max. So you got to give Mad Max credit for that. And it's a very iconic vehicle, much like the DMC-12. Um, you know, the addition of those two big guzzling tanks on the back really change the silhouette for the better so it's a really cool looking car but i mean who cares because let's hear your number two so uh what was the designation for uh the uh delorean again dmc 12 you said mm -hmm. well that's my number two 
Yeah, it's the DeLorean. I absolutely love it. For all the reasons you outlined, again, it was just a movie I watched constantly. There's no one who doesn't want a a DeLorean of some sort. Obviously, I'd probably take the second one because it can fly. But, you know, just from the way it looks, it's decadently 80s. Oh, yeah. um, And it's so important to the plot that like it, <laughs> it just feels like you just couldn't uh leave it off the list you know what i mean like it, it yeah, felt like it wrong. had to be on there somewhere it had to be on there somewhere uh but that's my number two delorean that well a fantastic incredible choice um my number two is the tron light cycle from 1982 Whoa. Well, yeah, right. you, you do got good taste. All right. <laughs> well, I I watched uh, Tron so much as a kid, and it was such a huge, impactful movie. Especially just on Kurt my oh, yes, of course, Kurt Russell's performance in Tron is like nothing. Nothing. Everyone is always talking about how good Kurt Russell was in uh, Tron. They're not talking about Big Trouble in China. They're not talking about the thing. Yeah, it was Jeff Bridges. About yeah, of course. Those that's just that's that's the thing is people always get it uh, mixed up. Twisted. Uh, yeah, Jeff Bridges as Snake Snake Plissken, fantastic oh, uh, performance. But yeah, um, yeah, and I'm talking the 1982, just like you said, the the one from. I, I don't. I'm not one of those people who hates on the new Tron movie. Oh, I, I like it a lot. Fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it was super fun. It had Bruce Boxleiter in it, and uh, you know. Uh, Kurt Russell, whoever we said, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just those, those like primary color, totally enclosed bikes that shot out different beams that would, you would play that incredible game with. I used to go to the arcades just to play yeah. that. Oh, really? Did you? On you a did Tron light- machine. Yeah, you did the light uh, cycle part. You didn't do oh, like, yeah. the disc throwing one, which was hard as shit. You just like I would try. I would try. Yeah. I, I didn't know the rules. I didn't know no how to did. do it. I would always lose. When, but when I would they just, I'd, it. I'd go there for the, the the light cycle. Yeah, when they programmed it, they didn't know what the rules were. They're like, uh, just throw a disc at somebody. We'll figure it out. It's it, yeah. It's just like the the master control program, just like uh, slowly inching down the screen. And you're just throwing a disc at it. You're like, I don't know what to do. I hope Nobody this works. Does. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But like, I, it was just a you know, you have like a little baton, and you just kind of like go into motorcycle stance, and then the motorcycle builds around you. It was incredible at the time, and uh, you know it it. It doesn't hold up to this day. No. Those effects are obviously hard to watch these days, but it has a charm. It has a it has an eighties charm to it that is just hard to shake. So the Tron light cycle from nineteen eighty two, that is my number two. So um I, I thought before we move on to number one. Yeah. Because I know what your number one is. I have a real good guess. Okay. Um but I thought since it, this was a difficult list of form. Did you want to list off some honorable mentions? I have a few. Yeah, let's side. do it. I, I figure I have five honorable mentions. And yeah, they're... I have a few too. So go ahead. Why don't you list off all your five? Okay, so this is in no order. These were just things that came to my mind as I was thinking about it. I was like, 
does it sit on the list? No particular order. Hey, you're gonna fucking laugh. All right, the Griswold <laughs> station wagon. <laughs> I thought about that one, but I'm like, wait, that car is supposed to suck. It. I mean, it does, but it's so important to the like to the movie and everything else to be like. It's so just, iconic. You're right. Yeah, uh, Christine. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is the stretch. The Mack truck from Maximum Overdrive. That what? thing scared the shit out of me as a the kid. one with the green goblin face on it. Yeah, yeah, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, okay. the cover. Yeah, it, but it just it jumped to my mind when we were thinking. I was like, "Well, cars. Let me do this." Um, uh, the Lotus from James Bond because mm-hmm. I do love that look um that feel especially since it could turn into a submarine obviously i'm into vehicles that turn into other vehicles that's why dr sure. claus car is like the perfect car for me <laughs> it's like oh i got a flag i'm gonna go in the water and then uh finally the Lawmaster from judge dread the motorcycle wow I, interesting i i mean Again, as a Dread fan uh, from the comics, to see it in real life, it just popped. I was like, oh man, that motorcycle just looks silly as shit. I want one. So, (laughs) those are my honorable mentions. No particular order. I think they're all great cars or vehicles, but you can see why they didn't make the top ten. How about you? Well, my honorable mention is 50% Star Wars. Uh, Kind of why they landed in the honorable mention category, because I didn't want to overload my list with Star Wars. And also, these ones are, like, they're iconic, and and they're important to me, but um, they're not kind of what jumped to to mind. But in no particular order whatsoever, the AT-AT, the AT-ST, the Tumblr... Of course, mm-hmm. uh, like I mentioned earlier, but didn't make the list. Couldn't have made the list. Uh, the Z seventy or the seventy four Z speeder bike from Return of the Jedi, Anakin Anakin's pod racer from uh, Phantom Menace, the sand the Jawa sand crawler from A New Hope, and of course the nineteen seventy four Dodge Monaco Bluesmobile from the Blues Brothers. Yeah, that one. That one was. Uh, that one was there too. That was when I thought about. It. I was like, "Oh man, the Blues Brothers." Yeah. Okay. That was a lot of Star Wars. List. I'm yep. glad because at this at this point, for you, we don't really need to do a top ten Star Wars land vehicle list anymore. No, I don't think so. We're covered. So, um, although I guess if you're curious where these rank, that could be something. But I, I you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not curious either. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's number one time, John. So let's see. I'm going to name my number one. Let's see if you are correct. Mm-hmm. My number one, the Ecto-1 from yeah, Ghostbusters. I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Polar opposites, uh, more or less, from, from you, but... You know, it's not the coolest looking car. It's not the fastest car. It's not the most maneuverable car. But I can't think of a car that made more of an impression on me 
as a young person and then just something that I remember occasionally throughout my life. Anytime I see an old ambulance, I just think, you know, whether it be appropriate or not, and if I'm watching a very serious, you know, period movie, uh, and they drive up in, uh, you know, an old uh, 1960s ambulance, I'm like, hey, I, 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 do you bust ghosts on the weekend? And it's not appropriate, <laughs> it's not good, but it's, uh, it's at forever to a funeral. To my f- <laughs> and, you know, it, it too had gadget, it had, it had all that greebling on top. That we never really in the movies anyway. We never really got to 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 see what what the heck that did, um, and you know they used the the places where they would put the stretchers for uh, where they they store their proton packs. I mean, there's very few cars that I I love more than the uh, than than the uh, Ecto One, and uh, I didn't really think about it in that regard until I made this list, and I was like, it doesn't belong anywhere else for me. But uh, yeah, so that is my number, my number one, the Ecto one. I mean, it's a choice <laughs> that it is. No, I mean to your point, uh, the the level of details and just storytelling that could happen with Ecto one's impressive. Like all yeah. the parts that they kind of fill in to make it like a ghost fighting vehicle. I like I said earlier, I could not picture another vehicle for them there is no car that i would give them the hunt ghost in the ecto one fits that that world so well yeah Um, and they had to because they were broke and that's what makes it even funnier it's like even at the time that they got it it was a shitty car but they made it into something that was iconic and amazing and uh much like the uh the dmc12 um yeah uh, it really appealed to me but but uh, forget about me, like everyone else. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, what about your number one, John? All right, my number one is the car from The Breakfast Club. Ooh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. 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 When you're just like, you know, <laughs> didn't even for- know what kind of car. No, I was just like, you know, the car where a dude does his thing. Uh, no, Don't you I, that's, forget about this car. Well, see, when you said, like, well, forget about me, I was going to sing, Don't you forget. And then that's where that came from, anyway. No, okay. That's, my list. That, that's where it came from. That's where my mind went. No, my number one choice is like DB5, Ashton Martin. Oh, great choice. Yeah, that's why I didn't argue with you. I was just like, mm, should be higher on your list for should be higher. <laughs> for, for all the reasons you listed earlier, I'm not going to reiterate them. I own the Lego set. I, you know, everyone knows my fondness for Bond. Um, it, it It is the most iconic car for him, and I think it's probably what, the most iconic movie car you know it's like they i feel like they're one in the same if james bond doesn't have his car it's kind of sucky so then like when you get like these other ones with the exception of the lotus 
You're like, Ugh. you know, like when they were doing BMW for a while, and he's driving around in like that little M3 or whatever, or whatever that the Z3 or whatever. And I was like, yeah, no, give him his Ashton Martin, or give him like a Bentley or something. Give him something better than what you're giving him. But for me, it's always been the DB5, the original. Even in my notes, I wrote original, not that garbage shit. So Ashton <laughs> Martin DB5. That is a great choice. Um, yeah, it's incredibly iconic. I think a fantastic number one. Well, I'll say to anybody out there who has been listening in, send us your, your top five or top ten. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you have time to do. I'd love to hear what your top ten vehicles is. What are our... Sorry, what your top 10 vehicles are. Uh, you know, did you agree? Did you disagree? We love to hear that kind of stuff. We won't read it or pay attention to it, but we love to hear it. You're um, wrong. Nope. <laughs> uh, well, I hope wherever you are out there, you have enjoyed this, uh, this episode. You know, it's been a little while since we've been able to record because I've been moving, and it's great to get back into it. Um, and, uh, of course we appreciate everybody who tunes in every week, uh, with us on this pop saga journey. And, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did enjoy this episode and you're looking for more of us and you're done with all your pop saga catalog, you've went, you've listened to the back, uh, catalog three, four times. You're sick of all those episodes already. Well, Good news for you. We've got another podcast. It was a limited run series, at least until the series it was based on comes back. It's called Dear Skeletor. It's based on Masters of the Universe Revelations from Netflix. And, uh, you know, we did one, f we recapped every single episode and had a wrap up episode. It's a real fun show. If you want to hear us talk about that uh, property, go on over there, check it out. It, you know, has a similar tone. It's us still. Just doesn't have the cold open. So, uh, more of what you want over there. If you want to can support the ongoing production of this podcast, you can go to our show notes and check out our merch store. There's a lot of fun t-shirts and stickers and mugs and buy it all and buy it twice and buy it three times. If you don't have the extra scratch to uh, buy some uh, merchandise from us and help us uh, with the cost of recording this podcast, that's totally fine. Tell a friend. That is equally as important, if not more, actually, at this state. Let's grow our audience. Let's uh, let's all come together and make this pop saga dream come true for just me and John. <laughs> you, get yeah. to, you get to participate by uh, listening in. But, uh, um, and thank you, as always, Burton M6 for our incredible theme song. Um, we have a lot of fun shows coming up, so you hope you come back and uh, and listen to us and listen to his amazing work. It's the most well-produced professional part of the show, and I'm 100%. sure that you agree. Um, <laughs> but uh, from all of us to all of you out there, we hope that you are happy. We hope that you are healthy. And, of course, we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, whatever car is on your list, 
is the best car, with the exception if it's race speeder. <laughs> God damn it. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. I ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.